0: on this episode of paddock talk brought to you by around the outside ian is going to talk about sauber and he's still not over the yuki incident thank you all to all our fans from around the world for tuning in we hope you enjoy the show you're listening to around the outside the american formula one podcast with your hosts ian shea and mike dupont Welcome back to another episode of paddock talk this is ian shea and before we get into any formula one news i just wanted to give a little message of love we reached 200 followers on instagram and it just made me sit back and be blown away by the appreciation that mike and i have for each and every single listener Y'all, you are what makes this show possible. And I know that we've gone through some changes and your commitment to us means everything. We hope that this world of Formula One is a place that we can all come to. That's why we're doing this. There's so much evil and wickedness going on that I think everybody needs a hideaway, a place for... Comfort And for me personally, for a while, I'm a grown little man by Kevin Hart, which is an excellent stand up if you haven't seen it was my place. And the main message that I want to send out to you all is that it is like I want that same thing that I received from Kevin Hart and give to you. And I think that Formula One has something for everybody to enjoy. And I just want that. And when I say I, I mean, we just want that message to be conveyed to you all and your support and commitment. Really, we love you so much and are so grateful every time we click record because we want to bring you everything Formula One and the best possible way ever. So, thank you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, let's uh, get into some Formula One, huh? Big changes are going down at Alfa Romeo Sauber Group with the Introduction, reintroduction of James Key, the ex-technical director of McLaren. He will be the technical director for Alfa Romeo Sauber come 1 September 2023. The person who is getting ousted is, and to our French listeners, I apologize because I am going to butcher his name. Uh, It is John Monchaux, M-O-N-C-H-A-U-X. I didn't know much about him before coming into this episode. And honestly, I still don't know much about him because the change is needed down at Alfa Romeo. If we look at the points differential from last year to this year, over eight races in 2022, Alfa Romeo had 41 points. This year, they have eight. That is an 80% decrease in performance. And it's clear that a new technical director is needed. It's the theme that we have been seeing this year in Formula One. But is James Key the correct person to be put in place in lieu of Mr. Monchot? I don't think so. And that's because if we look at the points difference between 2022 and 2023 for McLaren, which was 100% under... James Key's directive, in 2022, McLaren had 65 points at this point in time. This year, they only have 17. That is a near as makes no difference 74% decrease in performance. I'm partly wondering, because Andreas Seidel is the CEO of Sauber Group, if this was more of a who-you-know Decision rather than we need a performing decision, because you're going to be bringing a guy into Sauber Group that is performing worse than the team that you left. And it is arguably the reason it is arguable that McLaren is doing worse because of decisions made by Mr. James Key. And he's also got something to contend with as well. When James comes into his role as technical director for Sauber, it's like, what, two months left of Alpha being in the sport. He's going to have a shortage of cash. When Alpha leaves, a car manufacturer's financial backing is going to be gone. And Alpha Romeo was done spending Formula One, done, <laughs> done spending money in Formula One. The group of Stilatus, Carlos Tavarros, the group CEO, is quoted saying, We have no desire to put into F1 the enormity of resources that are and will be invested by some of our competitors. End quote. Formula One is clearly a money pit, and it's more of a money pit if the team isn't winning. We talked about it last episode. You don't see teams in the back of the grid. They don't get any TV time. If you don't get any TV time, your sponsors don't get seen as much as those who are performing better. And I think James Key is going to have a lot on his hands because from 2024 to 2026, they're going to be on their own. Sauber is going to be left alone. Audi will be coming in in 2026 to bring in the financial backing of a car manufacturer and put their hat in the ring in Formula One. But VW owns Audi. VW is a publicly traded company, and there's a responsibility to the shareholders that the board has to have. And if Alfa Romeo is saying there's a money pit that we wouldn't want to put anything into anymore, and if James Key doesn't raise the Sauber Group into, you know, not an 80% difference in performance year to year to something better, then I think he's going to be ousted. I wouldn't, if I were VW, want to give any form of salary to that individual that's only going to be seemingly waste the hard-earned money of the company and of the shareholders, He's got a lot on his plate, James Key, and he knows he's got a lot on on his plate. He said it, but it's quite obvious what's going on with the grid with Alfa Romeo that they are in trouble. Could it be attributed to the fact that Alfa Romeo does not want to provide as much funds to Sauber because they're leaving? Could be. The main reason why Alfa was in Formula One was for brand recognition, They wanted to get their car company back to where it was. And the CEO of the group, Carlos, is saying that mission was accomplished. James is going to have to perform and he is going to have to do the opposite of what he did with McLaren. I hope it's a good move. I hope that he finds his footing in Sauber Group. He was there from 2010 to 2012, But it's a different sport, it's a different world, and it's a different era of vehicle that he didn't fully grasp. This is one of those things where only time can tell if it's going to work. It's not like a car upgrade that we saw with Mercedes this past weekend. It either works or it doesn't, and the upgrades worked. When you bring in a new person into such a high-level management position, that's a new personality. That's Those are new policies. Those are new ways of thinking about a vehicle that Sauber might not be able to adapt to. If we go back to 2018 with Patty Lowe and Williams, Patty was charged with basically what I'm seeing as the same thing as James Key is and Unfortunately, Patty, for some unexplicable reason, because he's a genius, couldn't bring Williams out of the hole and actually dug them in further. James is in risk of doing that, and if he digs his digs himself and Sauber into a hole further than what they are, there's no way he's going to be able to come back into Formula One. He's going to be disgraced almost like Patty Lowe was disgraced. It doesn't matter how you started, what you did. People only remember how you leave. Best of luck to you, James. I'm only going to give positive vibes, positive energy, because it's who likes to see a person fail. That's awful, so I'm not going to wish that on you. I just hope, yeah, that you, you can do it. I hope you can do it. But there's a lot at stake. All right. The Yuki Sonoda Incident in turn one with Mr. Joe and you, I have been watching replay after replay of what went down, and I do not see a five-second time penalty anywhere. When Yuki was entering the corner, he was on the curb. He claimed the inside line, and I'm always, I've always been under the understanding that if you claim the inside line, then guess what? The corner is yours. And if you slowly go through the corner and look at what Yuki's doing, he's almost got full lock on the right side. And he is taking the racing line at no point in time really throughout the corner, except on the exit where he drifted out not even half a tire with he's on the tire on the uh, racing line. What is it then that caused the five second time penalty? I have no idea idea we've seen much closer racing than what happened between yuki and joe and i go back to 2021 coda with alonzo and kimmy same thing alonzo's down the inside and in turn one kimmy goes for around the outside and when they come to at corner exit they're pretty much i mean alonzo's car is inside the wheel of kimmy but They don't touch, and Kimi ends up cleaning the corner. That, to me, is what Formula One racing is about. And what we saw this weekend with that five-second time penalty and the absurdly quick red flag during qualifying, I'm wondering if the aggressiveness in the sport is trying to be lessened. I'm wondering if there's more bubble wrapping happening to the sport than is necessary. And... By no means am I disregarding safety of the drivers. Nobody wants to see somebody get hurt. And these guys do put their lives on the line in our name for entertainment. So, yes, we need to take precautions to promote safety in this sport. But when is enough enough? And I think that if you make it so you can't race wheel to wheel like Joe and Yuki did, you're going to be taking out the heroism and the majesty that is involved with this sport. That's all I got for y'all today. I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you guys found this show entertaining and insightful. If you want more Formula One content, you can check us out on social media at ATO underscore USF1. Give yourselves a great week, and we'll talk to you later. Bye, guys. Once again, thank you all for tuning in to Paddock Talk, your place for Formula One news. If you have the time, please leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts, or any other platform you listen on. You can also DM us on social media. We would love to hear your thoughts on the show and any suggestions you may have for future episodes. We are always looking to improve our show to provide you with the best, Formula One content possible. Merci, Dankeschön, Obrigado, gracias, cheers, and thank you for your continued support. Bye.